What's going on, guys? Welcome to a Friday edition of the NBA show. This is Loro. This is Christina. We are back with you to talk about some NBA free agent news, but but we are going to talk about breaking news that happened last night. So how are you doing? I'm great. How are you? Doing well. So let's start with the breaking news of the day. Of the day. So Russell Westbrook has been traded to the Houston Rockets in exchange for Chris Paul and future draft picks. What do you think about this trade? And, and do you think Russell Westbrook will be gr- a great addition to the Houston Rockets? I think he's going to be a great addition to the Houston Rockets at the one. I mean, he's been committed to OKC for a very long time now. And I think for him, you know, he's been with players. They've had strong teams. And then, you know, of course, everyone is wanting to chase a ring. And I think it's time for him. I think he probably feels like he's been running out of Trenville and, you know, putting in so much work and not getting anywhere. And I think he has the opportunity to go far with the Houston Rockets alongside with um, James Harden. And let me ask the reverse question. Do you think Chris Paul will remain an Oklahoma City Thunder, or do you think he's going to get traded again? Um, I don't believe that he'll stay with OKC. You probably are saying that is because the Oklahoma City Thunder are in a rebuild mode. Yeah, they definitely are in a rebuild mode. I mean, great for them for, um, you know, being able to get that addition of Chris Paul. I mean, no denying that he that he's um, a great player or, you know, great um, point guard. But I just don't really see him being like really there for very long. Yeah, so do you think Steven Adams is the next to go as well? Mm, I'm not quite sure on that. I actually haven't really – that's a good question. I actually haven't really put much thought towards that. So I'm going to say I'm not sure. How about yourself? Not sure either. I mean, I don't know what the identity is for Sam Presti, and everybody thinks Sam Presti is the worst GM in the NBA right now. Yeah. He's definitely been having some shots fired. Yeah, he has. So now uh, let's talk about our off-season preview for the Portland Trailblazers. So you think Dean is the next Steph Curry? Um, I don't believe so. No, I would say no. Not at this very moment. Yeah, because they both play similarly, but I think Steph is still the better point guard in the NBA. Absolutely. No question about it. So do you think Hassan Whiteside will be an ad- a good addition to the uh, to the Portland Blazers? I think so, yeah. Um, yeah, I think so. And then my breakout player for the Blazers in the 2019 and 2020 is Zach Collins, who I think is – who should be in uh, – who I think will be in conversations for the Most Improved Player Award. Zach Collins. Yep, I could see that. I think, yeah, I would agree with that. I also had here, even though we've heard his name before, um, you know, CJ McCollum did have McCollum did have a pretty good season last year, and I think he's gonna have another one. I think he's really gonna pull pull through for the for the Blazers. And then you also know Damian Lillard just signed a supermax with Portland. Yes, he did. It just shows that Portland's committed to him. Absolutely, and he's committed to the franchise. Um, I think that speaks volumes. Um, But um, with that contract, you know, they just really need to – he needs to come out and lead his team day in and day out, and I think that they have a shot at this. It's really unfortunate, um, though, that um, 
Anthony um Anthony Simmons got or yeah, Simmons got injured during the summer league. I think he's a great addition that they picked up too. Yeah, and then I think getting Nurkic back will be good, but Hassan Whiteside is expected to start uh, as the center for the uh, Blazers. He'll be the man in the middle. And I think that's a, I think that's a I think that's a great choice for them. Um, you know, he's a great player, great body, and I think they need that. They need somebody like that on the court, especially when they're battling teams like Golden State, who has a Draymond Green, who's not afraid to to defend. I think them. I'm glad that they actually have somebody. It's gonna make them better contenders on the defensive side of the floor. They will. And my starting five for the Blazers will look like this. It's gonna be uh, Dame, CJ, um, CJ McCollum, and I think the their three their three will be Camp Bazemore. And then the four will be Zach Collins and at center, Hassan Whiteside. I would agree with that. You don't have Lillard? Was that? Um, you don't think Lillard? No, I said uh, I, I said Dame in the uh, as the one. Oh, sorry. Okay. I completely – I didn't hear that. Yeah. I, I, I Dame is the nickname. I didn't say Lillard. I said Dame as the one. No, no. I, I know who you're talking about, but I just, I just totally missed the first one. That's why I was confused. Yeah, I said Dame, CJ, Kent Bazemore, Zach Collins, and Hassan Whiteside yeah. for the Blazers starting five. That sounds like a solid lineup for them. But you missed the, the part when I said Dame. Yeah, I just didn't hear the first one. Yeah, I, I meant Damian Lillard. No, yeah, I got you. So, also, I also think that the Blazers – and we're going to talk about our early, way too early predictions of the West and East standing. So, I have Portland, like – fifth in the West in my early standings, but I could have them go a little higher. But I have Golden State still in the top three, though. I would say, yeah. And I think because of the great asset of still Clay Thompson when he comes back. Um, and then, of course, Steph Curry, we can't deny him. And I think they just know how to work well together, especially under pressure. But yeah, definitely in the top three. It's I meant for the Warriors, and then Blazers will be in the top five. Them in Houston, I think, will be playing in the first round. Yeah, I could see that. As the 4-5. I don't know who will get the home court, though. Mm. I mean, Blazers are really good when it comes to defending their home. We'll see. I have to. We'll see. It's going to be interesting to see how that falls. Yeah, absolutely. So, now let's talk about the uh, Utah Jazz. So, for the Utah Jazz, do you think Mike Conley could stay healthy for so that he could help Utah be be one of the top teams in the West? I think that should be his goal. Um, is to it's a, is to stay healthy, not only for his body and his for for his career, but I think that you know, he's Jazz are, are one of those understated teams, but I think they have a lot of potential. Um, and I think he'll be a great fit, a great asset for the team. Good mentor to Donovan Mitchell. Absolutely. A really good mentor for him. And I think Donovan Mitchell is already their cornerstone player along with Rudy Gobert. Absolutely. The reigning defensive player of the year. But when we do my early awards, I don't have Gobert winning it again. I think I have someone else winning it, the defensive player of the year award. Yeah, I could see that. Not Giannis, though. I'm, th- I'm thinking about another guy that I think who should win it, like uh, 
maybe Whiteside. I'm thinking I have that into consideration. I have uh, Porzingis, maybe. Yeah, those are two. Those are two good options. But Porzingis is a stretch player too. He is. I mean, you know, Dallas is really, really lucked out with that. That stretch before, you know. Yeah. So uh, my breakout player in the Jazz is Donovan Mitchell. I think Donovan Mitchell is going to turn into an MVP caliber player this year. That's exactly why I have here too is Donovan Mitchell. I think it's going to build off of what he already, what he has already established with just the little time that he's been in the league. Um, and I think, like you mentioned earlier, with Mike Conley now, I think that he has a great um, guy to really model his game after. And, you know, just not even that, just learn from. So I think he's going to have a really great season next year. He will. And then, sorry, this is off topic, but I told I think that my early favorite for defensive player of the year is Nikola Jokic. Really? I think he's never won it before. I think Jokic could really uh, – really evolve i mean take his game to a new level yes absolutely i think he has but i feel like that there's a lot there's a lot left in him i i would agree with that i think he's shown what he can do but i think there's so much that we haven't seen yet there's a lot that we haven't seen from Jokic yet he can he's a solid defender but i feel like that Jokic can be an elite defender he can most definitely. And he's a good stretch. And he's also a stretch five. Mm-hmm. Very good stretch five. You know? Yeah, no doubt about it. And he can uh, shoot three, shoot outside, defend the wing, block shots. Yep. I think he's going to lead the league in block shots. He is. And I think that's, you know, that's key. Especially now with out in the West, that guys that are not afraid um, to drive in, to, to pull up and shoot. Um, Everybody in Denver calls him the Joker. <laughs> yes, they do. And I mean, I could see why. But um, I think that, yeah, like you said, he's someone that, you know, brings versatility for his size, for his position. And I think that's something that um, more teams are looking for in their bigger guys. And I think Jazz lucked out with him. Yeah, the Jazz and Nuggets rivalry is one of the best. Mm-hmm. So my starting five for the Jazz will look like this. It's going to be Connolly, Mitchell. Uh, Boyan Bogdanovich, and yep. at power forward will be will be Ed Davis, and at center Rudy Gobert. Yes, I would agree with that. And then the sixth man will be Joe Ingles, who I think is a, a candidate for sixth man of the year. Yes, he most definitely is. A score for three, you know. Mm-hmm. And the next team we're going to talk about next is the Denver Nuggets. So, do you think Denver Nuggets will will fall down in the West, like in the four seed, now that other teams have gotten better in the offseason? Or do you think they're going to continue the upward trend? I think they might. If I'm not mistaken, they did pick up Bobo. Yeah, but if, like, here's the thing. If Paul Millsap leaves, that could move Jokic to the four, and that could put Bobo at center. Yeah like we talked about before, but that's not going to happen yet because Paul Millsap's a good short term. He is. But I think if they really want to get Bobo on the floor, get him comfortable and see what he can bring for the franchise, I think it would be in their best interest to have him at the five and maybe start him out a few, like once he gets comfortable. Um, I would like to see that. Um, I definitely, it's the Nuggets. I think they'll be up there. 
But I think they will slip a little bit just by looking at what we're seeing right now with the West, with Clippers, Lakers, and now Houston. Um, and of course, we can't deny the Warriors are going to still be in there. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see how they play next year. Um, they're really holding on to Jamal Murray. He is now the top uh, highest paid Canadian player in the league. Um, you know, he signed a five-year, $170 million deal. It was which... a max extension. I think exactly. Uh, I think Jamal Murray is is already, aside from Jokic, the best, the franchise, the cornerstone piece of the uh, Den of the Denver Nuggets. Absolutely. And then, uh, and then I also think Gary Harris. I think he's another breakout candidate of mine. Gary Harris, yeah. Or will and Will Barton, if he could stay healthy. Mm-hmm. He's a good de- perimeter defender. Yeah, and you need that. So with that being said, I think my breakout players in the Nuggets this year. I'm gonna go Will Barton because I think last year he was hurt. I think this year he's going to be ready to go, defend, be ready to come back. I think Michael Porter Jr., once he is healthy and healed from that torn ACL, he is ready to go. I would agree with those two um, as well. I think when a player comes off of injury, you know, it can go either two ways. They're slow and a little bit, you know, rusty, or they come back full fudge. And I think those are two players that um, have potential to be great once they're completely healthy. My starting five for the Nuggets will be like this. It's going to be Murray, Harris, Barton, Millsap, and Jokic. Okay. And and are you pretty much the same with my with my projected lineups for Utah, Denver, and Portland? I just had Jokic at the four and then Bobo at the five. Does that mean you have Paul Millsap coming off the bench this year? Yeah. Yeah, with his age, I mean – do you think that? Do you think? Do you think you and I think that could happen? Potentially, I, yes. But realistically, for now, Paul Millsap starts. I could see that, but I think potentially yes. And again, it's going to come down to what Bobble shows throughout summer camp and what he's going to bring. Um, you know, I'm not sure what Mike Malone's going to do with that if with Bobble because I'm not sure if he's going to say, uh, "Oh, let's move uh, Jokic four and put Bobble at at center." Already. Yeah. It's going to be interesting. I don't, know. I don't know what Mike Malone's thinking there. I don't know what he's thinking, but I just don't want him to sleep on a guy like Bobo. You he know shouldn't I mean? sleep on that kid. No, you shouldn't. A guy with that length, that height, like there's no way. He, he could use Millsap in an Andre Iguodala type role. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I'm thinking he, he should consider that. Mike Malone should. Yeah, absolutely. I think he really needs to consider his options with a player like that. I mean, those players are far and few. And for a franchise like for the Nuggets to um, be They're always focused on the defensive side of the ball. Which is great. And you need to be with this league. Um, Even though it is a shooter's game, I think you need to be just to just have somebody that's not afraid to contend those shooters out there. So I think it's great. And now let's talk about other NBA free agency news. So do you think Andre Iguodala will get bought out by Memphis and he'll end up wearing the Laker uniform? Or do you think he'll end up going to the Houston Rockets? Mm. We need a defensive piece. I would love to see him with the Lakers. Oh, me too. Because because Rob Palenka was his agent, and I think he would. He, I mean, if Iguodala is a Laker, oh my god. Yeah, that would be. I mean, 
the team just elevated like 10 steps. Um, and then there were some rumors about LeBron James starting at the point guard, and Frank Vogel said, we have not decided that. And, and, and that tells me that they have not, they have not given that a lot of thought because right now I expect Rondo to start at the one. That's what I expect. But again, I won't be mad if LeBron, you know, starts at the one from time to time. Um, yeah, because he could, be, he's like, he could be like a Ben Simmons, but I think the Lakers like his ball handling ability. Yes. And, and he can, he also can get triple doubles each game. Mm-hmm, absolutely. And that's what I like too. So, I mean, I would love to see him, move to that position from time to time. Maybe, but I think, in my opinion, he's more of a small forward. I would agree with you. And a guy that could just, uh, a guy that, that could still get triple-doubles, but he could pass, but he could be he could be a stretch three. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, his nature of the game is that. So, yeah, he will, he'll probably stay in that position more, more so. But I mean, what yeah, I don't see. I don't expect Vogel to put LeBron at the one. I think putting Simmons at the one is more of a Brett Brown thing. Mm-hmm. And I know why. I I don't like him in that role because I feel like there should be a real point guard for Philly. But need it. But I feel like that his he needs to have a better jump shot. Absolutely. But That's do you think he's... Ben Simmons is improving in that area? Um, he is slightly in the fact, in the sense that you know he's taking more shots. Are they falling? Mm, not so much. So I think that's something that he definitely needs to drill in and really grind on this summer. I feel like he can do that this summer before we when we talk about opening week and all that and talk about what the schedule looks like. But I also want to know without Kawhi Leonard. Are the Toronto Raptors still going to be a competitive basketball team and you think they're going to make the playoffs still? I think they're going to be competitive if Siakam is able to step into more of that more of that commander role on the floor, um, really get the guys going, building their momentum. And it all depends, too, on how OG Ananobi comes back and how, you know, healthy his body is. Um it's going to be interesting. Are they as strong as what they were this year um, with Kawhi, with the addition of Kawhi Leonard, Danny Green? I don't think so, but I do think they have. Tr- they, I do think that Raptors have really developed guys um, on the bench, and I think that they have a solid, solid team going forward. It's just going to be interesting to see how they gel and how they work together and really keep that. Um, I'm, I can't even think of the word right now. But stay level-headed throughout it all. I think Kawhi is that guy. I think the Raptors, in my projected standings in the East right now, which we'll get to in a minute, I have them in the seventh spot in the East. Wow. Was that? I said wow. Do you think you agree with that? Seven. That's that's a huge jump. I mean, a drop. Excuse me. Or, or I might flip that. I might flip Miami. To seven because they don't have another starter compliment Jimmy Butler they and don't. I have Toronto at four. I would agree with that more so. Just because I feel like they have a lot more depth than Miami does and they have some good veteran players on their team. It's yeah, a- I think I think Toronto will, will not be a number one seed, but I, I do expect them to be a playoff team. I would say at least in the top five, I'll give them. 
But yeah, I say top five, but but I think they'll probably be losing in the second round to Milwaukee, though. Yeah, I mean, if they can't somehow pull up another miraculous deal um, through with the trade deadline or something, um, I don't know. I think they're just it's gonna be. It's gonna be a it's, it's gonna be a really developing season in terms of developing the guys they already have and making sure that they're strong. OG Ananobi, I think, is gonna break out this year for Toronto. Absolutely, and he is the guy that I that I have. But we'll talk about the Raptors in some other time, though, when we talk about absolutely when we go into depth on what the off season looks like for the Toronto Raptors. But I actually have flipped, changed my mind on what I think the East standings would be. So so we'll get to that in just a minute. Let's start with the West. So. My West standings looks like this. It's going to be Lakers, Clippers, Warriors, Rockets. No, I have Lakers, Clippers, Warriors, Blazers, Rockets. No, let me let me piggyback that. Let me start all over again. Sorry. Okay. I have it, I have it like this for the West. Lakers, Clippers, Warriors, Rockets, Blazers, Nuggets. Jazz and Spurs. Okay. And for the East, it's going to go like this. It's going to be uh, Milwaukee, mm-hmm. Philadelphia. Okay. And then I'm taking my leap of faith here. Uh, the third the third seed will be, I'll still say Toronto, number three. And okay. then number four would be the Pacers. Number five would be the uh, Boston Celtics. I have them playing again in the first round. Mm-hmm. And then, and then the sixth spot will be the Brooklyn Nets because I think that uh, the reason why I have Brooklyn Nets six is because Katie's not playing playing this year, yep. and I think next year Brooklyn will be top five. Okay. The following season. Yeah. And then the seventh seed would be the Detroit Pistons, and then the eighth spot would be the Atlanta Hawks. Okay. For your Eastern? Oh, what were you saying? Yeah, I would. Do you agree with that, that, those standings? Yeah. Like Atlanta 8? Because I feel like Atlanta's going to be in there. Yeah, I think they're going to be in there with the additions that they got this year. I think DeAndre, I looked at the starting lineup. I feel like that John Collins starts at center over Alex Len, and then DeAndre Hunter starts at the four. Okay. And then Cam Reddish stays at the three, and then at the two is Evan Turner, and at the one, Trey Young. Yeah. I don't start Vince Carter at the three. No, no, no. he can't start 82 games because of his age. No, yeah, he can't, no. That's why I have Cam Reddish starting. No, yeah, I agree with that. He's because I said DeAndre Hunter and Cam Reddish are day one starters. Not Vince Carter. I saw that. I saw that on the depth chart on ESPN, and I'm like, "Are you foolish to starting Vince Carter at the three? I'm like, you don't start that guy now. I think because he said this is going to be his last season. Um, so you know they're trying to they're trying to respect what he's done in the league. But yeah, I think he. He can come off the bench. I think he served his time. Um, I think I think it's time to let someone that's younger, that if you will, is going to be uh, maybe one of the next guys on the on the franchise. So,
Could you repeat that? I was saying that Cam Reddish will start at the three for Atlanta. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with that. I also think that I also think that I also do you agree about do you agree with my West standings with the uh, Lakers number one? Mm, it's a toss up for me. But or do you th- or do you still think Golden State would be number one and then the Clippers number two? I mean, you can't doubt Golden State. No, you can't. The number one spot in the West could be still a toss-up, but it's going to be between those three teams and the Lakers, the Clippers, and the Warriors. Mm-hmm. Right now, I put Lakers at number one, only because I'm really, I'm really feeling what they've done so far with adding DeMarcus Cousins. Now they have Danny Green. And, of course, we can't deny Anthony Davis and, again, LeBron James. But Clippers are really good, though, because we can't deny what Kawhi Leonard is able to do on the floor and both ends on that. Paul George has had a fantastic season with the with OKC, and I know he's going to even have a better season now playing in his home home city of L.A. So I think it's going to be it's going to be interesting, to say the least. Do you agree with my Clipper projected lineup? It's going to be Beverly, George, Leonard, Harrell, and Zubats. Yeah. I don't start Landry Shamit. Someone predicted Shamit in the lineup, but I wouldn't because I feel like Shamit should 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 come off the bench with Lou Williams running the point, you know? Mm-hmm. Because I think I think Shamit will be on the second unit, you know? No, yeah, I totally agree with that. Here's the thing. I wouldn't if it's like here's for example, game at nine seconds to go. You don't put Patrick Beverly in. I'd put Lou Williams at the one with the starters. For the last for the last nine seconds, if you need a big bucket, and I trust Lou Williams getting that game winning bucket for the Clippers. Yeah, I if do. you need the last shot, mm-hmm. you get and you give it to Lou Williams. No, yeah, for sure. For that last shot, do yeah. you agree? Yeah, or for disagree? sure. No, I agree. But don't roll out giving it to Kawhi Leonard though for the last shot. Yeah, I was gonna. I was just gonna both to say that too. You can't rule out. Leonard, I mean, he's done. He he had you know a lot of last minute plays there, um, last possession plays, I should say. Excuse me, with the Raptors, so definitely he's going to be coming in clutch. Yeah, those, but that's not going to happen every game though. Who you need the? Who you going to give the ball for the final shot? No, for. not every game. No, not up. No, no, no. Of course not. But just you know, I Leonard, feel like the state of the Lakers. When we talk about the state of the Lakers. I think the Lakers are going to improve tremendously on the defensive side of the bowl. And I think their shoot, their perimeter shooting and free throw shooting is going to improve this year. I think so. They have a new look. You know, I think the team's going to be excited with who they have, you know, grinding beside them. And I think this is just going to build momentum and energy um, going forward. I just really want them to really, really, really grind out on the defensive side of the floor. Absolutely. So that being said, uh, that's going to end our show. And you have a great weekend. And I can't wait to talk about what's next week. We'll talk about OKC next week with the Texas teams. All right. Sounds good.